So you want to read Tolkien? We're happy to have you with us. Join us as we work our way through the Silmarillion. I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. Let's dig into this week's reading. For Middle-earth. If I tried to pronounce every letter in this name, my tongue would fall out of my mouth. I mean, I am on my second giant glass of Prosecco right now. So... Sally Ho! That's what Into the West means. Let's go home. We're unqualified, but we have ideas. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into this. Uh, this week here on So You Want to Read Tolkien, we are discussing chapter four of Melian and Thingol and chapter five of Eldamar and the Princes of the Eldalier. So plot-wise, these two chapters, not much, um, but we get introduced to basically the main cast going forward from here. So... Yeah, so if everybody watched Lord of the Rings, you're going to hear some very familiar names. Can you... There were actually two people mentioned here that are in the Lord of the Rings movies. Do you know both of them? I thought I did. The way you said that makes me feel like I don't. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm just... Because the other one was... One of them was in the movies for like a second. And he was only in the background. Oh, then maybe I didn't know both of them. No, um, Círdan the shipwright is in The Lord of the Rings. He's driving the ship at the end. Steering the ship? Piloting the ship? Ah. Okay, yeah, no, didn't pick cool. up on him. But Yeah, he um, ferries ships to Valinor. To you know, I got that when you said the shipwright. Yep. <laughs> I picked up on that a little bit. Because not all of us can drive islands. No, I guess, I guess that's only... Yeah, it is only, a bit of a letdown. I guess that's only Olmo. That'd be cool, though. Like, get on my island. Going to, I don't know, Japan. Listen, when they started talking <laughs> about untethering the island, I started thinking about that scene in Avatar The Last Airbender where he jumps off the island and realizes it's actually a lion turtle. So this was a yes. bit of a letdown when it turned out not to be a lion turtle. We can just pretend it is. I mean, it doesn't say that it's definitely not. Anyway, a lion turtle has two names, and Tolkien is all about that. Very true. So in chapter four, we meet uh, two new characters. Really, that's pretty much it, actually, right? Elway has been talked about before in the last chapter. He was one of the three ambassadors that went to Valinor. Oh, right. Okay, see, already I'm forgetting people's names, and it was like five pages ago. Yep, that's the the Silmarillion, right there in a nutshell. (laughs) So we met Melian, who sounds amazing, but I feel like most of her wisdom is going to be ignored forever and ever. Um, She was one of the Maya, who was mentioned in a list that we got kind of in our uh, prologue, right? Yeah, it was in the Valaquenta. Or was it in the Ainulandale? One of those. Whatever. It was in Our one of those. very first episode. Yeah, she was mentioned in the Valaquenta as a um, Maya of the Valar Lorien, I believe. And Lorien is the Valar of, like, dreams, and he lives in these mystical woods in Valinor called Not Lorien. Not I, do the leaves of Lorien fall. In that moment, yes. I was like, oh, I know that name. Don't know that name. Lorien was a tree in my world, or a forest, or something. 
Nope. He's sentient. So the Valor Lorien is named Lorien after the forest that he lives in, which is called Lorien. The Lothlorien in Middle-earth is called that after the forest of Lorien in Valinor. Just to be confusing. It's like New England. (laughs) (laughs) New Lorien. So our girl Melian, um, who is incredibly wise, they say that like three times over the course of this page and a half chapter, um, she's hanging out in the forest of Lorien and there's this image that Tolkien gives us of nightingales always following her around, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Um, she's just followed by birds. She's basically a Disney princess. Yeah. That's that's literally my note in the book here is Disney princess Melian. <laughs> but a wise one. But a wise one. You know. Melian. Nothing it- happens. Nothing happens in this chapter. Really. Uh, well, it's of note that um, Elway, uh, who in the Sindarin tongue, and oh, that's super ahead of myself. Well, Elway <laughs> becomes known as <laughs> Elway becomes known as Thingle, and he walks into these woods and uh, sees Melian and is entranced by her, and they like touch hands and stare at each other for I am not kidding you, hundreds of years. They just stay still. And wow. Yeah. And then they're just like in this trance. And Elway was the king, the lord, I don't know, of the Teleri. And so this is why the Teleri did not get right onto the island, uh, Tol Erisea, with the Vanyar and the Noldor when it went to Valinor. They were looking for their lord. They wanted to find him before they left. But he was sort of hidden in these woods with. Um, this woman that he was entranced by. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. And it's sort of of note, I guess, that he's walking through the woods and sees her singing or dancing and is then entranced because that scene is sort of emulated twice more um, between men who discover women in the woods and fall in love with them. <laughs> um, and both of those couples are beauty. descendants of these two. Or the, the women are. A strange women standing in woods are no basis for a system of government. Ex- <laughs> but apparently, in, uh, things yeah. would have been better if they would. And it is of note that they do call Melian the Wise three times. And we will see her give very good advice throughout this book. And we will see her ignored very often. Uh, yeah, sounds about like, right. I mean, we can discuss this more when it gets there, but the one time somebody listens to her, guess what they get? They get a fucking Silmaril. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> I, I, and when you don't listen to her, you know, Maybe you, you should get, listen you to get death and destruction. But whatever, it's fine. Doom. I'm actually pretty sure 90% of her advice is, is like, maybe just take your time and think about this a bit. And the men are just like, nope, gotta go. <laughs> also sounds about right. Anyways... Uh, yeah, not listening to Melian is really good about uh, bringing about your own doom. Which is why I think she has kind of a Cassandra thing about her, because nobody listens to her, even though she's always right. I can totally yeah. see that. Anyway, this chapter sort of left us with a very beautiful image and not a lot to talk about. It just sort of fills us with this sense of doom that, you know, we're introduced to this beautiful female character that is probably not going to be listened to at all. Because this is Lord of the Rings, and Tolkien doesn't really do that. We do get the name Sindar 
So there's that. Yeah, so they leave the woods eventually, or awaken from their trance or whatever, and they leave the woods that they're in, and they sort of set up their own kingdom in a different set of woods. Um, if you're looking at the map of Valerian, they set up in the woods called Doriath, uh, which I'll, I'll link in the show notes. And... Ah, the big one. Yes, the big one. And yeah, and they become known as the Grey Elves, or the Sindar, <laughs> which are probably the most common elves in Middle-earth uh, during the Lord of the Rings. And they, they found some of the Teleri that had stayed in Middle-earth and not gone to Valinor, and they set up their own kingdom. There we go. Cool. I feel like maybe we should do a recap of who everybody is. Oh, oh of the different elves. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. the... Oh, God, I don't have it up. One second here. The elves... Got it here in my... Because there are so many! <laughs> so, yes. So, the elves. If we... Just a quick recap of the different groupings of elves. So, the Eldar are the elves that left on the journey towards Valinor. And those are in three different groups. The Vanyar, the Noldor, and the Teleri. The Vanyar, they all went to Valinor and never came back. The Noldor, they all went to Valinor and we're going to talk about them in a moment. The Teleri broke up into many, 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 many different groups. Some stayed in Middle-earth, some got halfway to Valinor, and then many years later got all the way to Valinor. And the ones that got sort of halfway to Valinor, we're kind of moving into Chapter 5 now. They made good friends with Ose. I assume that's how you say that. I don't know. Ose. Um, who is a Maya, Maya of the Inner Seas, so he's sort of in charge of, he's like a servant, sure, of Omo, and he's in charge of the oceans near and around Middle-earth. So he can't go with them to Valinor. So, because they've had such a good relationship with him and he teaches them about uh, shipbuilding and how to sail and that sort of thing, uh, a lot of them choose to stay in Middle-earth to have that relationship with him. And then some of the ones who choose to go... Uh, they get on Tolerasea, the the island that moves people between continents. And even and then they get halfway there, and he calls out to them. And then they're like, eh, maybe we'll just stay here in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's very relatable. Yeah. I, too, wish to escape all countries and hang out in the middle of the ocean. So they stay there for a while. But then eventually some of them do wish to see the light of the trees, which... I feel like at that point they could probably see, like, a, a glimmer of in the distance, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they, like, make a valley just so that they can see the light of the trees. I thought they made the valley so that some of them could still see the stars. It's It, like, sounds like it was both ways. It was weird. I got very yeah. confused about what was actually happening geographically, but... Yeah, me too. I feel too. like there was some tree mention. I was lost in the geography department. Uh, just to finish up the Teleri, eventually understanding that they do want to go to Valinor or Amon or whatever, they get in their boats and I forget if it was Ulmer or Ose, but somebody summons a flock? Sure, a flock of swans to come and <laughs> bring the boats because they don't have sails or anything like that yet. They're just boats. So they have a flock of swans come and uh, ferry the boats to the Undying Lands. And once they're there, they set up on the shore, the Teleri, they live on the shore, and they still build boats and sail around. 
and they live there in their city, whose name I didn't write down. <laughs> It'll come up again, I'm sure. Or not, and in which case it didn't matter in the end. It'll come, uh, come up at least once more. But um, that's just going to bother me now. Where do they live? Let it go. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, they set up on the water, and they build boats, and they have fun, and that's where they live. So then the Vanyar um, make their own city, Tol Eloquenda, I believe. Whatever, that one doesn't matter. And they very often go and visit the trees and go and stay with Manway until eventually they're just like, let's just go move in with Manway because we like him. So they go move in with Manway, basically. Now, the Noldor, they want to build, they want to create. So they dig and they create things and they're great friends with Aule and eventually they discover jewels in the ground. Yay! Woo! And then they start making things from them. It is noted that they are very generous with them. They don't like keep them. They make things and then they give them away. Totally felt like a knock at the dwarves. Well, this changes later <laughs> too. So it's, it's important to note that at first at least they're just like, we made these pretty things. Everybody have them. I love how the stuff that they give the to the Teleri, the Teleri uh, scatter on the beach. So there's just like this beach to these, you know, undying evergreen lands covered in like opals and diamonds and sapphires. And it's just got to be like the best beach ever, right? It's definitely where Carrie Fisher went. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> just making this sad for a second. <laughs> Um, I guess we could note that Elway, or Thingle, same person, his brother, Olway, became sort of king of the Teleri that went to Valinor. Just to throw that out there. Because we need another way name. Yeah. Yes, Seriously. I can point out that along with making things, the uh, Noldor also like to uh, make names for things. Yep. It's explicitly noted here. That they were changeful in speech, for they had great love of words, and sought ever to find names more fit for all things that they knew or imagined. And it's their fault that we have 78 different names for everything. No, it's Tolkien's fault. He created this race of elves specifically so that he could name things, <laughs> multiple things. God. Everything about that is just evil. Oh, uh, important to note that I had something incorrect in an earlier episode. Well, not important to note. I just want to correct myself here. Uh, basically, the elves, their favorite of the two trees was Telperion. And because of that, in one of their cities, Yavanna made a tree in the image of Telperion. And it's that tree that the White Tree of Gondor is descended from, not Telperion itself. Close enough. Yeah. So I guess let's get into the houses of the Noldor, because I think that's pretty much where we are here. If you've been reading along, flip to your family tree in the back of your book. That's true. We don't lean on these family trees enough. Yeah. All right. So Noldor is the house of Finway, who was one of the three ambassadors who went to Valinor, saw the trees, and went back and convinced their people to come along. Now, if you are looking at elf family trees, it is important to note, or not important, it's interesting to note, that most elves have one kid. Maybe they have two. 
This is not the case with this particular house, especially one of their members. So Finway gets married to a lady named Muriel, and they have a son named Feanor. Does that name sound familiar to you two? It does. Vaguely. Okay, because he's, well... I've been told he's important. He is important. He is important. Um, Feanor gets married to a girl named Nerdanel. What a terrible name. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea if I'm saying it right also, so that's fun. And they have seven children, I believe. Yeah, that's what I count. I am pretty sure that this is unheard of in every other elf ever. Like, seven. That's intense. Can you imagine if a race of immortal beings were all having seven kids? They're basically cockroaches. (laughs) Yeah, it's... So, the, I don't know. I think that alone should sort of ring that Feanor is kind of different than other elves. Um, Maedros, Maglor, Kelegorm, Caranthir, Kurufin, Amrod, and Amros are all the sons of Feanor. Now, Feanor's father, Finway, back at the, at the top here, uh, he eventually remarries somebody else named Indus. And they have two children, Fingolfin and Finarfin. <laughs> Finarfin is just sounds wow. so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great names. They're great names. Uh, so then, Fingolfin marries a lady named Anarie, I think, and they have three kids: Fingen, Turgen, and Aridel. And we're gonna leave their family for a bit. And then Finarfin has uh, God, I hate that name. Yeah, marries a lady named I don't know. Erwin? Erwin. Yeah, Erwin. And they have five kids. Finrod, Oradreth, Angrod, Agnor, and Galadriel. Woohoo! Yay! We know her! Who I'm going to presume you've heard of. I sure hope so. And those are the important-ish people, the important elves in Valinor, the ones who are going to make some really bad choices soon. Like, not listening to Melian. It's true. Well, that's after their first really bad choices. There's lots of time for bad choices. Yeah. Yeah, they've got eternity, You know what's a bad choice? Naming a giant green hill Tuna. That's a bad choice. (laughs) I I blame blame Tolkien for that one, too. Like, he can't look at that and not know. You know? That we're going to be like, this. it's the fish city. It's the fish city. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anyways, for those who aren't reading along, Tuna is a mountain in which a city, on which I suppose a city of the elves was built where the Noldor and the Vanyar lived together for a time before the Vanyar were like, we're actually going to go be closer to the trees. Peace out, buddies. Go Netflix and chill with Manuel. (laughs) So then, so I guess the important thing to take away from this is A, Feanor has a bunch of kids and a bunch of family in general. And that's going to be important. And also, Feanor seems kind of different than all the other elves. Also important. And the thing that actually really gets me about this family tree is that Galadriel... Now, this is an elf who speaks to Frodo and Sam. You know, they, they know her. And she is two generations away from an elf that wasn't born. Like, he just awoke on the earth created by Luvatar. And that just kind of blows my mind. It's kind of crazy. 
and we still don't have the sun and the moon yet. Yeah, no, they, they're not like. And, like, from Frodo and Sam's point of view, I'm sure that they don't even necessarily believe that, that Manway's a real thing, like a real being that they could talk to. But then they meet Galadriel, who, you know, lived beside him. Yeah. They're like, look at this nice lady. Oh my god, she's millennia old. Yeah. And I'm always curious, because the timeline, like, who do you think is older? Galadriel or Treebeard? Well, weren't the Ents created by Yavanna last chapter? So let's pretend the Ents. They were created, yeah, the- but then they were put to sleep for a while. So we don't really but know. That doesn't mean they were they born. I think they were due to awake sort of at the same time in the vague sense of things. But we also haven't like had, you know, we don't hear word of the, the, um, oh, the, the, the Noldor They're hanging out with Ale and his dwarves learning things, right? Like the dwarves are also supposed to awake. Um, and we have no mention. So who knows if there are actually Ents wandering around. Um, I do love, though, like, so you have Treebeard going, young Master Gandalf, and you're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't... It doesn't quite track? Yeah, it doesn't quite track if Gandalf is older than existence. Yes, uh, but we don't quite know when he came down to Varda. Arda. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Tolkien. I hate you. <laughs> um, so as a physical form, we we're, we don't necessarily... And the physical form that he has as Gandalf might be different than the form that he had in Valinor. And I am very much just splitting hairs with you right now because you are right. But Well, and by the time he sees Treebeard, he's come back like the second time of the times that we know him around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also did want to mention that we got an answer to our joking thing last week about whether or not there was animals in Valinor. Because it describes oh, them. Oh yeah, there's like one of everything yeah, there. And it's like Noah's Ark on Valinor. But, I don't know, I still think some of our conversation holds because, do they eat them? Or do they keep them for like <laughs> Noah's Ark purposes? Yeah. You know, like, are they, are, they like are they there just in case? Carefully breeding them? <laughs> but we still don't have beer. Yeah, beer is Give not mentioned. Time. But, I don't know, we got one of our questions answered. I think that's everything we have to talk about this chapter. Kind of short. I know, we tried to, like, I mean, we made it two chapters to try and make a full episode, but really, not as much happened as I thought it would. I do like in this huge house of Finway, like, these elves have more kids than any of the other elves. There's there's one. There's one daughter. I know, come on. (laughs) Well, only 18% of Middle-earth is female, so... Yeah. Bullshit. Gonna keep having population problems. Especially if they keep killing each other. It's crazy. Um, I do have a question. So is is some shit gonna happen to Elway slash Thingol? Uh, not for a while. Okay. Because at the end of the bit where we're still talking about some of the elves going over to Valinor, mm-hmm. um, you know, he finally wandered out of the trees and whatnot, and... They describe, you know, how he looks now, all super cool. And then it just ends, and a high doom was before him. So (laughs) it's of note that, I'm trying to answer this without spoiling anything. So it's of note that we just met a lot of immortal beings, or we found out their names at any rate. And of those names, only two 
are in the Lord of the Rings, even though these people are immortal. So they all gonna die. <laughs> Just throwing that out Pretty there. much. Or at the very least, they're gonna GTFO out of Middle-earth, right? I just said get the fuck out, out of Middle-earth, but you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, I just love how he just throws that in there, though. It's just like, nope, high doom. Well, it was like every single one of those posts you read on the internet where somebody's like, I'm gonna do the thing, it's gonna be great, and then it's like, narrator. It was not great. That's what this (laughs) moment felt like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the whole book. That's it. (laughs) Tolkien also does this thing where he'll give you one chapter where he'll give you like a big overarching look at everything and then in the next chapter he'll like zoom in on it and sort of go over things in more detail because i know that there's one chapter later where he's just going over much like this chapter where he's going over the family trees of the elves he's going over the family trees of the humans and beside one of them he just throws in like a game-changing line that has no context whatsoever and you and you don't and like like it happens like two chapters later and you have no idea what's going on or or how or why or what and you're it's like what yeah like he's and like i know these weren't written out you know to be a story but at the same time like come on dude yeah it would be interesting i don't know how long and far we want to take this podcast but it'd be interesting to read the books that like expand on these stories um like the children of Huron and baron and luthien and even the book of lost tales might be interesting because i don't know if they do a better job of making them more story-like so if you don't hate us by then tell us to do it yeah i mean i personally definitely want to read the children of Huron and baron and luthien but we don't need to we don't need to do that on the podcast i just like those two stories so any other questions did i mean the family tree is pretty straightforward there'll be a link to it in the show notes if you want to see all the names of everybody i didn't really have anything extra to discuss this week so we have a lot of people yeah they just haven't done anything Um, yet feanor got it on i think you should both pick an elf in the house of finway who you're gonna root for okay all right we're just gonna pick it now randomly nope we're, I'm going to need to think about this. Oh, okay. I think it sounds like a great idea to just pick mine right now, and then everyone can see. Caitlin will laugh at us like when we pick one. Um, well, I'll tell you who my favorite is. My favorite is Maedros. He has a lot of problems, okay. but I still love him. Really, I think you should just do this like a horse race. Like, just pick your favorite name. Yep, that's sort of where I was going. Yeah, it's... That's not how I horse race. No, okay. <laughs> I can't decide between Turgon and Finrod. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just be, be Team Finarfin and all his kids. I like it. Because <laughs> that's a name. No kidding. It's probably meant to be a lot flatter than that, like Finarfin. But yeah, we're going to go with Finarfin. Well, you are from Chicago, so the A is just... You can't help it. <laughs> Finarfin, da bears. <laughs> I'm having trouble committing. I just pick one. We we can pick like second race horses if we need. Yeah, yeah. We we can you can or switch make as it a you trifecta. Go. I just think it'll be road. funny to to pick one here at the beginning. Anyway, you can't be worse than your last team because you were Team Melkor. I'm still That's Team true. Melkor. Okay, wildly misunderstood. I mean, I actually think Feanor and Melkor are very similar people, so you could always be a uh, Team Feanor. You might change. Your I was mind thinking later, about Feanor or Gilgal Gilgalad because Gil-Gal? God, what I a guess- great name. 
He's awful. mentioned in the Lord of the Rings too. Gilgalad. Yeah. I think yeah. I've got to go for him because he's got an unfortunate name. And you know he survives and for some time. Okay, <laughs> spoilers. Gosh, <laughs> he's in the Lord of the Rings. The stakes are gone. I didn't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, I'm she sorry. just mentioned it. <laughs> anyway, all right. So all right. I'll be Team Finarfin. I am Team Majros, my red-haired son. <laughs> oh, I just remembered some shit things that he does. Oh well, it's fine. It's fine. Eh, oh well, whatever. All right, so next week's homework is going to be... Yes, so chapter six is of Feanor and the Unchaining of Melkor. Dun-dun-dun. That's about four pages. And then, wait for it, chapter seven of the Silmarils and the Unrest of the Noldor. Um, also only a few. So chapter six and seven... We finally get the title for the book. And on that note... Uh, I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. And I'm Emmy. Thanks for joining us tonight. See you next time. Yeah, this isn't necessarily interesting, but it's it is super funny because you know I'm I've been also rereading the Belgariad, um, starting yesterday. That must be so confusing. But same thing. Confusing. <laughs> eh, I can handle it. Whatever. If you want this one's that just part in the podcast, place, Rachel, you should probably go into a little more detail. Um, no, it doesn't have to be. I'm just, but the point being that same thing with with Garion being like, yeah, you're like my aunt but like you know great 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 yeah great 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 aunt just related but it's been a long time it's been a very very long time since i read those i don't think i've ever read them they make me happy rachel might hit me but you're not missing much i love them that's kind of the vibe i've gotten off the internet too they're pretty they're pretty you know if you've read one high fantasy written by a dude you read them all. To be fair, he was earlier than some others who have since stolen from him, too. As he sort of stole from Tolkien. But at this <laughs> point... But I mean, like, it's very similar to, to Terry Brooks and the other Terry. Williams? No, that's Ted. I'm confused. Terry... Pratchett? Uh, I don't know that many Terrys. Accurate, but not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, the one about Richard and Kaylin and... Shit, what is You're that man's name? You're not helping me at all. It had a TV series that was also not good. Uh, Terry Goodkind? Yeah, Goodkind. There you go. There you go, thank you. Legend of the Sword. Yeah. I actually watched that show. It was so bad. Yeah, the book is, well, the first book is actually good. The series has its ups and downs, obviously, but the first book is good. Anyways, we've gotten way the fuck off track. <laughs>